Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to episode 178 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, August 19th, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman. Don't tell me about cans. I know about cans. Believe me, I am one. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons, and I warned you what happens when you go digging through the trash. You get trash all over your hands. And arms. <laughs> My name's Greg LeGrow. Good news! I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Bad news, I'm a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. It's weird week. That, one, that, again, both of our quotes were from, uh, from Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two of us went to the theaters and saw Straight out of Compton, while one of us stayed at home and saw Are We There Yet?, we listen to some Sean Price. Uh, we will roll for movies next week. We will listen to another album through the rest of next week. And at the end of the episode, unfortunately, there will be no 90210 Yeah Relay, but, but there will fortunately. be uh, an episode of Melrose Place Relay <laughs> because I could not find the episode of Beverly Hills 90210 Season 3 that I was supposed to watch on YouTube. And I waited till the last minute like a fucking idiot. So you know, we, we could have uh, we could have advertised that as like a special episode, or like no, you no, know. Dan fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I watched the pilot episode of Melrose Place, uh-huh. which does take place in the uh, world in the world it's of a shared universe. Yeah. So, and I don't believe there's any spoilers like with yet the, with the Marvel universe. Yeah, is that what yeah, it is? The MCU. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that stuff takes place. Um, at a time that we've already passed on 90210. Are Dilly so. and Mr. Brandon in there? No. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Still hunting for Uh-oh. that cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. We're running from it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. The cheeseburger's chasing them. I'm that. That's hands down my favorite Matt Colley creation. <laughs> Absolutely. I Go. fucking, I laughed so hard when I saw it. Go to the Facebook page uh, at SYNWPC on Facebook. You can find that uh, poster that Matt called yeah, it for us. Mr. Brandon. If, yeah. if you can't find it, just imagine a Hardy Boys cover. Yeah, with Brandon, <laughs> with and, Brandon Dylan. and Dylan. Brandon and Dilly's face. 
and they're being chased by a cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, while you're looking us up on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter at SYNWPC. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can tell all of your friends about us in real life. And you can go to modernsuperior.com and comment on our discus threads on our episode pages. Disquiz. Uh, Disquiz. Which brings me to... Uh, some comments and other things. First of all, I wanted to say thank you to the Adam Sandcast for giving us a new iTunes review. I, found, I saw that on the way here. Oh, oh no! Um, it's a five-star one, so oh. thank you for doing that. Out of how many? I don't uh, want to be. I don't want a hundred. Okay, so no good. Uh, yeah, that's really low. <laughs> Guys. Uh, I don't want to, you know, like be patting myself on our collective back. But I, have we had one that's less than five stars? I don't think so. No. You know but, why? Uh, Excellence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked up <laughs> I looked up the Adam Sandcast mm-hmm. yep. and uh, read some of their, their reviews on iTunes and from what I can gather they talk about Adam Sandler pod, uh, movies but the reviews were saying they don't heap praise or just rip them all apart. They actually discuss them like let's look into these things. Yeah. Which I kind of like because I mm-hmm. feel like it's easy to be like, let's go see Pixels like we did. Just like, let's see what this shit's about. But th- yeah. they seem to be trying to do something interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. Good, good on them. And again, like like when I when I went and saw Blended, yeah. like, it wasn't all bad. It was like a good movie blended with some real <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like there's there's redeeming qualities to to some of them. He's got a in the early years there were a couple of good movies. Yeah, yeah guys, Billy Madison's a great fucking movie. I like that movie. Yeah. I like Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I prefer Happy too. Gilmore. Big yeah. Daddy's great as well. I don't know about Big Daddy. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You said that recently. You were like, I love Big Daddy. And I was like, really? Did I say I love Big Daddy? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I might have been overstating <laughs> or talking to someone else. Yeah. yeah I said Big Daddy is the citizen kid of the films. And the wedding singer, everyone likes that, right? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. That's the end, though, really. Yeah. Of the comedies, anyway. Of course, Punch Drunk Love is great. That's the end of the comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, I I thought we could do a little listener outreach. We were talking about it before we started, but Matt Brown brought up a point about how long our episodes have been getting. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was over an hour before we got to Fantastic Four last week, which isn't uh, out of the ordinary for us lately. But he was saying, you know, uh, it's been taking me a while to get there. what do you think about that? And so I thought we could do another ask the audience moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think we're too long? Do you think we should cut it down or do you think Matt Brown should go Shut fuck himself? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mentioned to you guys in, in our little Facebook thread, I do worry about new listeners because I know if I was to listen to a podcast that said like, we're talking about the latest from Paul Thomas Anderson and then they talked for an hour about something else, I'd be uh, like, actually, wait a minute. I think uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of the people who think Matt Brown should go fuck himself. Yeah. I think I think he's right. We have become a tad, uh, a tad long um long on bits lately uh, yeah plus it's so draining for us yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. and, and listeners may be able to tell that by the end of the podcast we're, we, we don't uh, make sense anymore yeah we're on the downslope of our caffeine uh, high mm-hmm. and uh we're just basically limping to the gates yeah. saying words that come out of our faces mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so let us know at info at modern let us know it, it, well, how you digest the show. Because I've always wondered, like, would people prefer film roulette first? Or would they prefer, did they like the bits first? Or mm-hmm. how, like, give us some constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Tell us what to do. <laughs> please. <laughs> Tell us how to please you. <laughs> um, but now we can get into the itty bitty tidbit. That's right. Yeah. Um, what has been going on, guys? Oh my! Yeah. What has been going on? It's not like a lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's stupid, been a big stupid week. 
Yeah, you know, a certain there's amount a little of bit nothing. of news. There's not much. There's some uh, some Star Wars news. Yeah, uh, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, Colin Trevorrow. He's going to be directing uh, Star Wars Eight. Yeah, go back to sleep, Force. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be called. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah. He, uh, I thought Safety well, Not they... Guaranteed was entertaining, and uh, Jurassic World was a movie that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to reward him for that, like. All the money. Yeah, do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. He he knows how to pull in money. Buku bucks. Money. Buku bucks. bucks. Do you think that he'll maybe have a little? I guess I don't know. Do you think? Because I mean, I think he had a lot of control on World, but I also think he was being, you know, like groomed by Spielberg. Oh, and yeah. Sure. So I'm not really worried about it. No. Quick, name the director of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, is what's it his Gordon's name? Gurdenson Flam. It's going to be fine. If it's at least good as Jedi, then fine. Okay. You know? Yeah. That doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, but I can name Irvin Kershner because his movie was the best director of all of them. Jedi was the worst, but now all those other things happen, and it's like, Jedi's terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I never disliked Jedi. Don't get me me wrong. And I hate that. I hate it when people go, well, Jedi's the worst. No, Jedi is. I don't hate it. Pretty great. (laughs) But because it's still fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, there's Ewoks. Big fucking deal. I bought the toys and I liked them. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to watch the Ewoks cartoon the every goddamn Sunday. I Fair got enough. the Ewoks adventure on VHS. Yeah. Oh, I've got, like I've got uh, <laughs> Battle of Endor or whatever. Nice. It's terrible. Guys, yeah. I fought in the Battle of Endor. All right. <laughs> it's so funny. Me. Yeah. Back in my day. I was there. <laughs> you were there, man. I, wa- I, watched- I was in the shit. <laughs> Ewoks. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to the washroom. <laughs> did you watch the Star Wars cartoons when you were a kid? Droids and uh, I saw I some did, of it, Ewoks. but I I did not love them. I liked the Ewoks one. The, the song was dynamite. I liked the song. Yeah, the droids one was just. I didn't uh, like the droids one. No, it was too, it was goofy. It was yeah, goofy and I just was like, like Jedi had just come out, and then here's the cartoon, and it's like they aren't with Luke anymore. Yeah, they had some new master somebody, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? It was that guy with the ponytail. Yeah, it wasn't very Star Warsy. It was no. just Star Wars characters in a really generic Nelvana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the theme song for that one. The droids one was just like computer noises. Beep boop boop beep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Oh, I thought you Star guys Wars were gonna, buy it. I thought you guys were gonna work out a theme song there. Computer, you noises. computer noises. Beep boop boop beep. I thought it was I gonna be what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Put a disc in. <laughs> Press play. Guys, this is at least as good <laughs> as Oingo Boingo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah. Um, what we do in the shadows is getting a sequel. Yeah, right. and they released some it's information. Gonna, yeah, it's going to focus on the uh, werewolves. Yeah, so basically, it's going to star Reese Darby, it and is. that's the best thing ever. That's yeah. so great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, more from that too. And if you haven't seen uh, what we do in the shadows, oh yet, my god, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It. It's so good. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's it's eventually going to have its cult status, but it just it's a little bit uh, under the radar. I think it's for one. Most of, yeah, right now. most yeah. people don't know what it is. It's weird. Definitely it's so funny. It's like gonna stand the test of time. Like I that, think so. That's gonna be a movie that people are gonna be like when they're talking about the funniest movies of this decade. Oh yeah, I be... think in a in a and not just because it's like a mockumentary type thing, but in a real Christopher Guest yes, kind of way. Totally. I think it's it's gonna be uh, it's, it's so, gonna have that kind of like yeah. cool insider comedy. Yeah, uh, and it's status. wildly quotable and yeah, yeah. man, what yeah. a great movie! Definitely, so excited for that. Yeah, and uh, there's gonna be a 
Flight of the Conquerors tour, I hear. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. And a, oh, and a no, movie. Yeah. 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 Wait, what? And a movie? And a movie. Apparently, yeah, I Jimmy saw that Clement too. And, uh, Were you just, are you focusing on New Zealand? What? <laughs> is that where all your uh, news is coming from? Apparently. Well, they're, they're in the news a <laughs> lot because uh, the Jermaine Clement has that movie as well, that drama movie. Right. Drama. Oh, yeah. Drama D. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which the trailer looked really good, but then it's called like People, Places, Things or something. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I saw a review that was like, this movie's as bland as its title. And I was like, oh uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the trailer looked good. Well, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, fellas. Yeah. Oh, uh, more more Star Warsy news yeah. too. Uh, yeah. The the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the cast for uh, of Rogue One uh, was uh, was named. Oh yeah. Mm. So you know we got uh, we got Ben Mendelsohn confirmed. Yep. So that's dynamite. Yep. We got Forrest Whitaker up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I didn't uh, hear that. Oh yeah, we got Forrest that's Whitaker, cool. buddy. We do. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, there's other names. Yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> Keep I'm gonna, going. I'm not going to look it up because I want you to flounder here for a second. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, when you hear these names, <laughs> let me tell you what you're going to do. Uh, no, you're shit. doing great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, one other name that's really exciting. Yeah. Oh, look you want me up. to pull it up here? Uh, well, Felicity Jones, we all knew that. She's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was... Mads Mickelson. that's some cool that's shit. That's what's yeah. the fucking best because that guy's the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And he looks so Star Warsy. I no, thought that I immediately can finally like, sleep. Yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna be uh if he's gonna be working out like a straight up accent or like if he's gonna be using his uh terrifying voice. Alan uh, Tudyk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. That's fucking cool. He's uh he's gonna be doing I think like a motion capture type of thing. All right. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Well cool. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do I want that? No, <laughs> I, I, I just want straight up Alan Tudyk because that yeah. guy's the fucking best. He's but awesome. Whatever, he'll do yeah, something yeah. awesome. But that is a monster cast, though. That's really good. It's really great. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Hopefully, this isn't bad. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're doing some real good, good podcasting I know. today. Yeah. yeah. It's so gross it's out. It's so muggy. I've had such thick. a gross afternoon. I just feel like deflated. Yeah, yeah we're all we're all covered in a, a thin glaze ooze. of yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I just work six days in a row. I feel like yeah. shit. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um I I know we we said before we started that we would keep low on the on the amount of things that we've watched with the tidbits recently, uh-huh. but I have a couple I wanted to talk about really quick. Well, good because I didn't watch movies. very much. Okay, um, you can have two, Greg. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing that I wanted to mention was I did see Diary of a Teenage Girl. Ooh, how is that? Um, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, oh, so it is one of my favorite really movies of the year. Wow, really. Um, and if you don't know what the movie is, for the listeners, it is a coming-of-age drama based off a graphic novel um, about a teenage girl who begins to have a relationship with her mother's boyfriend, and her mother is played by Kristen Wiig, and I'm going to forget the name of the guy who plays the boyfriend, but he's, mm. he's I think known. it's Mads Mikkelsen. It is Mads Mikkelsen, <laughs> yes. Um, there you go. Yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> and and it it does have that kind of like and there's little animated bits because she's like into comic books and it's set in the 70s um which can be you know overdone but i didn't mind it here i thought it was really well done here yeah i i'm not i'm not the biggest fan yeah it can be a little bit too like quirky indie movie yeah. um thing but i just I, this movie is so good because it is it is so not the tone of coming of age movies where it's like 
I don't know, like, isn't this awkward or like passing some kind of judgment on these characters or there's like a, the, the comedy comes from like, we can all relate to being weird, right? You know what I mean? There's always that kind of weird like angle on it. Mm-hmm. And this movie is so about her being like discovering her sexuality and like going mm-hmm. full tilt into her sexuality and, and being like really forceful about wanting to have sex and the movie never says like this is wrong or like this is weird or whatever and and the relationship between her and her mom's boyfriend is alexander like, skarsgård yes yeah mm-hmm. um scarsa <laughs> like the relationship is like a weird one because it's totally like morally not good for a fucking guy to be taking advantage of someone who's not of age but they don't right. play it like he's the villain of the movie like like any other movie would it's very like here's what's happening in the in the emotions that are being tangled up and he's saying no but he's not stopping it so he's not like the villain of the movie but also like what is he you know doing in this relationship and she's being really like forceful about wanting to be in this relationship because she's confused hmm. and it's just like so good and Kristen Wiig is so good and yeah, uh and and the girl who plays the um Belle Pauli yeah she's phenomenal yeah I loved it I couldn't get like it, it's so dark and funny and not the tone that you would think from a coming of age movie like this yeah definitely see it sweet yeah Faux yeah I, I've been hearing so many great things about it yeah I'm sort of it's one of those movies where I'm just immediately turned off by the title of it because it just sounds like I think Generic-y it sounds like kinda. an Anne Hathaway movie that exists already. <laughs> and I was like, ah, no, yeah. thank you. No, I loved it. Yeah, I really yeah, liked it. I to see that. Yeah. And then I, I did see Aloha, Cameron Crowe's Aloha. Oh, right. Yeah. I told you guys uh, that I guess sucked. to check it now, out. Uh, now, were, you, were, you, were you with your parents? No, no. What? Emma and I were like <laughs> looking for something to watch, and I downloaded like a big batch of movies and was like, this seems like something that I could just have on a USB stick yeah, and I've someday. I've already seen Warrior. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, that is <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Nice job, dummy. Yeah. Well, it was just, I was like, I'm interested enough to see what he's up to once in a while. He's yeah. made some, like, Say Anything's one of my favorite movies yeah, ever. Yeah, so. sure. But, uh, oh, my God, this is easily, I mean, I haven't seen Elizabeth Town since it came out, but this movie is a piece of shit, mm-hmm. like, straight up. Yeah. Like, I, you, it's, uh, it's awful. Yeah, and, it and looks that it, way. <laughs> it, it is about so much that I was like, how can you even think that this is a good idea to make a movie about? Like, it's about, like, launching a satellite into space, and then Bill Murray tries to weaponize the satellite, and then he, ta- and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wet Hot American Summer main character. There's a lot of people in Main character of Aloha. Fucking. uh, Uh, Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper shuts down the fucking thing by by sending it pop culture or something. What? What? Yeah, it's like so weird and dumb. And the relationships are so stupid. And there's never any understanding of why there's any drama here. Because he goes back and and like gets in a love triangle with Emma Stone and, and his ex. And you're like. No, your ex has a, a husband, and there's no chemistry here. Just go with the new girl you just met, you fucking idiot. It's the divorce movie. Uh, yeah, that's sounds... it's so bad. It's the most meandering piece of shit. Oh my god, uh, skip it. Yeah, as if fun. you weren't gonna. But <laughs> yeah. he's well, boy, Cameron Crowe's really uh, shamalanning it up. Yeah, because yeah, it's you know, been a steady downward slide here. Yeah, but and, and, and in that in that way where it just seems like he just doesn't know how to make a movie anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I anyone totally see forgot we how zoo? to make a movie? Anyone see we bought a zoo? No, no. I heard it was pretty bad. I yeah. didn't buy that zoo. Yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> huh? I mean, they bought a zoo. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. I remember be, being marginally excited for Elizabeth Town. 
because it, he hadn't really had like yeah, a I, big uh, drop. Totally, and it's like Almost Famous was not that long. It was five years before that. And yeah. Vanilla Sky, people like that has movie. Things in it, yeah, that I like. I've never been big on it, but I've always been like, good on you for trying. Not, yeah, it was a nice <laughs> effort. It was uh, it was a change of pace for him. Yeah. So I was like, well, he took a risk and whatever, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, but boy, but yeah, Elizabeth Town. I only saw about half of. That's no good. And he's like, I don't know, I'll do a Pearl Jam documentary yeah. and, uh, Aloha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, aggressively bad. bad. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was like, this will be a passable watch, like romantic comedy thing. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. No. Well. Yeah, I did not hold out a lot of hope for it mm-hmm. when I saw the trailer and was like, this trailer makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to watch this thing. Oh, Bill Murray is so wasted in it. He's really drunk. He's so drunk. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, uh, wasted talent. You see that clip of Bill Murray when he was all drunk and wandered around that talk show and fell off that chair? No, no actually. Uh, it's the best. That sounds pretty great. It's pretty funny. He totally knows he's going to fall when he starts falling, and he just doesn't care. He's like, oh, here I go. <laughs> is this is this circa Caddyshack era? Because No, this was recently. Oh, oh. Because oh. he went on, he was oh, Letterman's last guest. Yeah. Because he was Letterman's first guest. Yeah. Uh, on the CBS show. Uh, and uh, he's <laughs> chugging vodka <laughs> in the Amazing. Letterman interview, and then he showed up on, I don't know, Dateline or something. <laughs> he was just in the studio, not Dateline, but something, and he was like, what's going on on this side? That's amazing. Hey, guys, I've been here for several days. And then he kind of wanders over, and he goes to sit down on, like, this, like, swivelly chair, but somebody turns it, it has a back. Yeah. And he totally sees that, but he turns around to ease into it. Someone turns it for him, and he leans where the back should be, and it's just like, nope, there I go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Oh, boy. I enjoy people falling down. Yeah, sure. It's a good time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What about you guys? You said you didn't watch too much, but... Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so you watched a couple movies. You watched Bill Murray Fall Down. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw Dimitri Martin's newest. I um, watched that, too. Uh, that's the only thing I saw that wasn't episodes of Raising Hope. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing I, I saw uh, that wasn't uh, reruns of Parks and Rec that I've seen a billion times. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Dimitri Martin's uh, w- uh, Live at the Time, I think it's yeah. called is uh really really pretty good yeah. yeah it's got a couple of like rock solid brilliant moments yeah and, and, and then and, some and is but but the thing is because of the nature of his his you know or, or the length or brevity of his jokes <laughs> mm-hmm. there's never that much downtime so no. if a joke misses he'll get you he'll get you in another minute yeah. for sure um and I will say though this isn't his best. No, um, and he has been a lot more solid than this. But there's enough in this that you really do have to see it. Yeah, yeah. it's only an okay. hour, so yeah. whatever. It's yeah, a really yeah, entertaining exactly. hour. Yeah, we 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 laughed our asses off at a couple things. Yeah, nice. yeah. There's yeah. some really good stuff. I quite like him. He's got a yeah, he's great. Very unique view. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and he doesn't like. I like that he does a thing that uh, you know. It's not. Uh, wildly um, out of the realm of things that other people have done, but mm-hmm. he does his own thing with it. Yeah. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I like sure. his story, too. He was a lawyer. He's like, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. <laughs> so, uh, he went and, yeah. and told jokes. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... I did watch two other things that I can get to super quick. All right. I watched the documentary The Search for General uh, show. So... 
the, oh, yeah? the chicken dish, yeah. which I thought was going to be like a Morgan Spurlocky kind of like this. The whole movie is going to be about us figuring out where this dish came from and was surprised and delighted when it was more like uh, Americanized Chinese food history 101 and found that, that it is. That hmm, is interesting. It's about an hour. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. It's on yeah. Netflix USA. And it's uh, well worth a watch because it is. I, I mean, it's probably li- a lot like a Wikipedia article in terms of the depth. But I was very happy to see that it was about like how did Americanized Chinese food get popular and like where did it come from? And they have this guy that has like the Guinness World's Book of of uh, <laughs> of most uh, rest um, uh, menus. So he's like going through his like backlog of all these menus from like the 40s and 50s to find like where's the where's around the time that that like dish came out and like I bet he is a very interesting fellow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like they interview a lot of people that seem like uh, like big nerds. Like there's this one guy who just goes around and like documents Chinese Americanized Chinese food. Or, and I was like that guy, uh, he's got a good job. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's his job. Like I, that's what he does. Like travels around and yeah and i was like that sounds good to me and i was really hungry after i watched this movie i was like (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's worth a watch oh there was such an obvious joke there and i didn't make it and i'm proud of myself oh Mm -hmm. man i'm Um, proud of you too yeah thanks for other things though yeah really just in general man you know what in general i'm really proud of the person you've become (laughs) (laughs) um oh uh, one one other quick. Are you done with uh, with that? With are that, you, yeah. Are you yeah. done yet? <laughs> are, you are you done, done yet? <laughs> are, you, are you done yet? <laughs> um, uh, I just just a real quick piece of news that just popped into my head. Did you guys hear that Emilia Hirsch is a real piece of I, shit? Okay, <laughs> I was on the subway. <laughs> no, and, and you know how they have like the the subway news thing yeah. where they can just get a headline in and that's yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. like Emilia Hirsch arrested after admitting like assault charges. And I was like, tell me. More and it just uh, scrolls away, and I was. I'll tell you more. Emil <laughs> Hirsch uh, was uh, real drunk at a club, okay. and was getting all up in the face of this uh, uh, net, uh, film executive woman, and uh, and then he put her in a chokehold. Oh God! And uh, and kind of uh, pushed her across a table, and then body slammed her on the floor. Jesus! What? You know why he did that? Because he's, he's a real, piece, a real of piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus! Christ. Wow! Yeah. Jesus. That's gross. Isn't Miles Teller like a dick too? Yeah. Didn't I hear uh, something about that? Or something about his yeah. dick. There's a <laughs> Isn't Miles Teller a dick or, or he, he has a, has big a dick? dick or... <laughs> well, I was listening It might be both. Yeah. I don't know. I was listening back to our episode and you made the joke about like Miles Teller and his tumbler dick or yeah. whatever because yeah. he was saying his dick was like a, this t- like glass yeah. and I didn't yeah. get it at the time and then I was listening back and I was like hey <laughs> uh. well basically the story goes that uh, he was being interviewed for Esquire or something yeah, like a that a big front One cover thing yeah. real great magazines uh-huh. uh, and uh, basically the like it, it was like a straight up interview I guess but the interviewer the, the writer of the article um, spun it, and, and so like the whole context of of the article was: uh, Is Miles Teller a big fucking piece of shit? Yeah. Is he a giant asshole? And the way he wrote it was like: You're sitting with Miles Teller, wondering, is he an asshole? And he tells you like as if it's like talking to you. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and then he says this: Yup, he's an asshole, all right. 
but you'd be an asshole too if this and this yeah. and this. And then he says something else, and I and you'd be like, really, you piece of shit. <laughs> you you should definitely go fuck yourself. But it's not his fault that he's such a giant turd. <laughs> oh, uh. It's really off-putting. The writer is a uh, uh, like like I was reading the article, and I'm like, you are at least as big a piece of shit as Miles Teller <laughs> yeah. clearly also is. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but at one point in the article, uh, Miles Teller uh, tells the waitress uh, that uh, his dick is as big as uh, he, well, the, glass. The, the guy. Somewhere? The uh, guy. Is that what? Wide? No. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> well, the guy. Shape, it's really man. short, uh, but very wide. <laughs> very and there's sort wide. of like a cut glass pattern. <laughs> yeah. The guy giving the, the interview was like, did you know that these tumbler champagne glasses were modeled after such and such a thing in, in uh, Paris or something? Modeled after, uh, I, I forget, a, yeah. an actress or a model's breast. Or yeah. And then he and then Miles Taylor was like, it's modeled after my dick or something. Yeah. And then like when uh, the waitress Two Js. Came, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he repeated To be fair, it. he said that because it's hilarious. Yeah. And then the waitress came over and he was like, said the joke again, but to her, he was like, these are modeled after my dick. <laughs> He's like, do you hear me? Do you hear the joke? I'll tell you again. <laughs> it looks like my dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good work. Good times. Uh, um, I, I'm, uh, I got a fantastic foreskin. Yeah. Uh, there what you go. Think? <laughs> you I, got, a I got a fantastic foreskin on the thing. <laughs> Just call me Johnny Fantastic. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, flame on. I, I got a rash. Uh, flame on. My penis. <laughs> Do you have any cream I need? I need uh, yeah. Um, actually, also... Did you guys see that uh, Mark Duplass film Creep went up on Netflix? Yeah, I've seen like half of it. Yeah, it's not good. No, it isn't. No. Oh, I had no. to turn it off. And it's... So well I, reviewed. I, yeah, I know. Like 95. And I'm like, I must. I, I guess I have to finish it. No. Did you? Well, did you I finish, did finish it? it? Yeah. It yeah. is a. I. I. It's more of a comedy. Like it's a dark, dark comedy instead of a found footage horror. But they keep trying to do jump scares and none of them work. And you're like, no, you're ruining it by doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it seemed like a confused. Yeah. Mumblecore First time jump that scares. I've seen something with him involved that didn't seem focused. Yeah. And and like it has some cool parts by the end of it, but I was like, did I watch a different movie? This got like critical acclaim. Yeah, people and, really. And I was, that's why I put it on. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, like the Bobcat Goldthwait one was way better than this, and my like that was like for my money like a good, you know, outsider's take on the genre sure. by like using the tropes or whatever. But this was just like funny moments and awkward weird stuff, but it never really like it just builds to an expected found footage ending. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, give him a break. The guy makes eight movies a day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He does. I mean, and he's actually really good in it, uh, especially towards the end. But yeah, I don't know. He, the guy that made that made a movie with Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman, The Overnight. Oh, I, that's oh. a movie I keep meaning to watch yeah. because apparently it's really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the trailer but, was good. Um, but yeah, then I then I don't. Uh-huh. Then I don't watch it. No, <laughs> that movie. So mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't think bits? I can top that story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god! Fantastic foreskin. Did we say that? Yeah, I think yet. we did. We cover that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. 
What? So I'm sorry, Matt Brennan. You want less of this? <laughs> yeah. What's well, so weird? What's your problem, you? dude? Oh man. <laughs> oh, uh, because what? we were talking about uh, straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to soon. Uh-huh. Uh I did watch Juice. Oh. Because we were like talking about what are some movies with rappers in them and I'd never seen Juice. Oh, I haven't seen Juice in years, but I yeah. did really like that when I was young. I didn't like it as much as I had hoped. I feel like it, a lot of those have not aged well. Yeah. But it is an interesting thing to watch uh, Ernest Dickerson and like to see. I think Juice was his first after doing all the cinematography for. Uh, Spike uh, Spike Lee, so yeah. it's like I remember Juice being kind of uneven, but the performances were good. So yeah, it like has Omar the, Epps was good in it. Yeah, the Tupac's soundtrack good in it. Oh, soundtrack so great. Good. excellent use of uh, how I could just kill a man. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah definitely. But I was kind of just like that was middling when I was mm-hmm. done with it. But it is it's an interesting one to watch. Definitely yeah. not as dated as you would think. Right, like it it holds up a little bit more. But you're right, uneven would be mm-hmm. the word to but use. But likable, yeah. Of the speaking of movies of the time, I, I would like to know if uh, Menace to Society still holds up. I, I fucking like loved that movie. That, that movie's intense. That's some that dark shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, because I saw it in college or whatever, and yeah, I, I mean. If I'm being honest, yeah. I did not know that much about thug culture uh-huh. in, uh, 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 ever. As much as you know now. As much as, I, yeah. as much as I've been immersed in it now. I think I've only seen Boys in the Hood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I definitely want to rewatch Boys in the Hood now after... Uh, well, don't spoil it. I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well... Um, <laughs> I guess we we can segue into film yeah. roulette with yeah, all I of want, this. Let's get yeah. into it. I want all to right. talk about yeah. this stuff. Let's do it. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, Greg and I went and saw Straight Outta Compton while Casey stayed at home as the loser and watched Are We There Yet? Hey, I stayed at home like a loser (laughs) and watched Are We There Yet? But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Casey last week gave us an album by Sean Price, who recently passed away. The album, Mike Tyson, has been touted as being one of the best rap albums of the decade uh we will talk about that those movies and roll for movies next week and get another album that's how we play film roulette mm-hmm. as i mentioned greg and i went and saw straight out of compton uh the film directed by f gary gray starring o'shea jackson jr Corey hawkins jason mitchell and more uh, as dr dre easy e ice cube mc ren and dj yella uh imdb describes the plot as The group NWA emerges from the mean streets of Compton in Los Angeles, California in the mid-1980s and revolutionizes hip-hop culture with their music and tales about life in the hood. Highly anticipated movie that is making a big splash at the box office this past weekend. Uh, So. 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 Uh, We talked about the NWA album Straight Outta Compton on Time Bandits in our first season. Um, and I think that was the first time yeah. that I really dove into it as an album outside of just knowing the songs. Like, right. Yeah. 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 So it was interesting to now that I I am more like Casey 
steeped in this. You're uh, becoming more and more <laughs> like Casey every day. Yeah. Yep. No. Now that I do know a little bit more, it was I was pretty excited to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, quite excited. So so was I. And you didn't get to. It's because uh, it's such a cool story. Yeah, I was really like, you know, I've read about it and seen little like behind the music kind of shit yeah. about this whole thing. There's definitely was, a lot of it drama. Was crazy. Yeah, and it, and it spun out for so many years. So I was very when I saw this movie it was long as shit. I was a little like, oh. yeah, but whatever. So there, it, oh, there's really? a lot to tell. Yeah, yeah it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Oh yeah. Oh my! I didn't even know that. I feel like that would have made me more excited because, like, I feel like this is a story I could watch. For yeah, at yeah. Least well, I was quite hopeful, hours. you know, because it's such a good story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So. I um, I think this is a really good movie that goes from being great to okay. Yeah. At a certain point, it is a pretty mediocre movie. Yeah. But the content is so interesting. Yeah. That I was never bored. Me but there either. was some total, like, and there's no art to this direction. No. This guy just put a camera, set it up, and was like, I'm directing. Once in a uh. while, <laughs> once in a while, there's some shots where you're like, where was this the rest of the movie? Yeah. The first half is way better. The first half is at least, like, exciting and, like, electric yeah, and, and all the music and the performances. Yeah, man, that's the thing is you can't get bored because, like, every five minutes there's a sweet NWA song or yeah. an Ice Cube track or something, you know, So because they have all the music licensed and yeah. you got all this shit in there proper. Um, proper. And uh, the movie, I think, succeeds the most when it captures the uh, the the environment of that era. When it really, yeah. when it felt kind of Boys in the Hood esque. When they, you know, like when they were, you know, filming Compton in the yeah. late eighties or mid eighties. The scene near that the beginning energy, that was really there, and then it kind of uh, as we get the out air of, comes out of this movie. Yeah, it really does. It does, and then we start moving too fast through time. And but the air comes out of this movie at a time when you think there's going to be more drama than there was earlier because mm-hmm. i mean there's drama in the early scenes like when he's on the when ice cubes on the bus and yeah. like they get stopped by it because like people are yelling at this like gang car and like the gang stop the bus and come on with a gun and put like a gun to the kid's head like what are you yelling out the window for and he's witnessing this it's like whoa like it's so intense yeah but when you th- i'm sorry the the gangster c- comes on the bus Holds a gun to a kid's head and goes, what are you yelling like, at the window yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's the big idea? Yeah, hey, why'd you do that? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> but it, it is actually like a super intense scene. Yeah. And, and but when you think the movie is going to get more interesting in terms of the relationships, because when, you know, the group fell apart and all the contract disputes started happening and stuff. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like beef going back and forth, and yeah. you know there's a lot of That's drama there too. I like how they did that too, because I mean that was always the the most interesting part is the because NWA split or Ice Cube split from yeah. NWA so fast, and then just like pumped these fucking albums out, and they were so good. The first <sighs> two albums are I've been listening to them a lot lately. Like, yeah, really good. That's all I can listen <laughs> to all week is Ice Cube and NWA now. I think his first three because I love Predator. I think Predator is. A, I haven't gotten around oh, to man, it. Yeah. yeah, that's it's got. It opens with "When Will They Shoot?" and that's got to be my favorite yeah. Ice Cube song ever. Okay, it's fucking good. Yeah, Predator's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, having that whole like there is some scenes that were just so alive and interesting. Like because NWA was the first one to diss Ice Cube, calling him yeah. like Arnold. And so that was a big deal. And then he came back with No Vaseline. And there's, so there's a scene of them, like the rest of them, just sitting around listening to No Vaseline for the first time. And like none of them could do what he did. Like he was the yeah. writer. He was the rapper. And so when they threw out a diss track and then he came back with his, they're all just like, yeah. Oh. oh. And like oh, no. the mix of like 
fellas. Like, don't poke the bear. Yeah. And the so mi- that- and the mix of reactions in that room are so yeah. good because there's like these girls that are kind of like trying not to laugh because they realize how like great this diss track is, and yeah. some of them are trying not to like show because Eze is getting pretty upset about it, and so yeah. is uh, what's his name, um, Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. and 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 that's yeah like the the whole kind of back and forth there is so good yeah um but so it, it, it definitely has like these moments yeah the funny thing is i like i came out of the movie i'm like well that was a little after school specialty and you know there's some ah. there's some really bad acting and mostly they got like more so they got lookalikes than good actors yeah they did luck that's out a bummer. o'shea jackson jr is terrific definitely and they did a great job uh i don't know the fellow's name it plays easy but boy does he look like him and he did a great job yeah i that agree guy with really that. Held it down just fine. Everyone else is a little like Jason Mitchell was easy. So what's his name? Uh, Jason Mitchell. He's really good. Yeah. Um, the rest of them, like the guy who played Dre, you know. Yeah, I wasn't so, so sold good. And on he him. has to do a couple of you know acty scenes, and yeah. just that that doesn't come off. Yeah, so, like, like this movie that I walked out of because uh, I said a few days ago now. That, me too. Uh, like this is a for such a mediocre movie. It's so strange that uh, I can't stop thinking about it. It. It clicks along. It's never. It's never outright bad. No. It's just. It's I, got some yeah. fucking cheese in it, though. Definitely. When like, how they come up with naming stuff, and there's like, totally. Oh man. So. <laughs> oh, I hate. I hate those. Uh, we just, talked about that uh, last yeah, week with, with the, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. I I found when I walked out, I was like, that was thoroughly entertaining, but yeah. the first half was way, way more yeah. of a better film. But, but I did find. Like the stuff that I didn't, that the stuff that I could get closest to disliking about the movie wasn't even really on screen. It was that this is a movie produced by people involved in the creation of this yeah. movie, and they are the people that, it, that the story is telling, and they leave yeah. out some like. Oh yeah, some like they this are is, going out of their way to a not look as bad as as they were, and b I think <laughs> kind of inflate what was actually going on yeah. at the time. Because if you like reading reviews of their stuff at the time, a lot of people were like, "This isn't like Public Enemy. This isn't yeah. like the legit shit from the streets. This is like brag rap and like glorifying, but it's good." Well, and I it's, remember uh, the the grade school I went to when this when when this came out. Yeah, fucking people went crazy. Definitely, it was a big, big. Oh, big for thing, sure. You know, but I just think I think there was a distinction at the time between like public enemy who are doing something political and important, yeah. and NWA who are like tearing up the charts. In a way that is just kind of like we're, you know, we're rapping about the guns and the yeah. violence and. But the, it was a, it was a complete game changer, definitely. Too, you know, like. no, yeah, yeah. But I think this movie positions them like they are Public Enemy, like tearing down the like, like I'm not saying that fuck the police isn't like a milestone in mm-hmm. gangster rap history, but I don't think that they had the like consciousness that they're kind of presenting they had um, in some regards yeah i i understand that and public enemy just comes from a different angle yeah. where it's not it's just as intense but it just it has a way of delivering exactly. its message or whatever oh it's yeah. just, he's it's, it's you have a singular writer there yeah pretty much i mean i know flave does some stuff but it's pretty For much sure. chuck d's vision and yeah. he's a, a very intelligent guy kind of like you know Ice Cube was the driving creative force. Yeah. I'm not not entirely because obviously Dr. Dre very important. The beats oh, for of sure. that album are so phenomenal. Landmark. Yeah. But as far as the voice of the band, uh, Ice Cube is the was the, the, the true talent. You know? Yeah. And so you ha- the other stuff is a little bit more uh, 
don't know, bravado and yeah. this, this and that. Like, I, easy didn't know how to write anything. He, mm-hmm. So he had this stuff either written for him or, you know, kind of pared down or whatever. Yeah. He just had charisma going on. Yeah. And MC Ren, he gets a little bit of a, I don't know, he's not really in this very much, <laughs> which yeah. is too bad because when Cube left, he wrote everything. He became that guy and he did a pretty good job. But at the same, and he's apparently he was. He's been on Twitter and stuff like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Trying to change history. Oh, wow. Really? Me out and shit. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, I've sat around with all kinds of friends over the years who quote NWA lines and shit like that. And I've never fucking heard one of them quote Ren. <laughs> <laughs> no one does that. It's only Cube and Easy E. Because yeah. listen, man, I'm sorry. You, you were really good. You did it fine. Yeah. You and when it's Easy E, it's really one of a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um,. But yeah, like, I mean, as long as the movie is and is kind of, I don't know, simple, the, yeah. the the directing is, I just, I could have kept watching it for another hour because I'm like, this is fascinating No, I agree. Shit, man. I, like, can, I yeah. can agree with that. And because so many people pop in, you know, they get into Shook Knight quite a bit and they oh, really got wow. a guy who looks a lot like fucking Shook Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he, is he a real big fuck face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the Speaking thing. Is like, that, I do fe- they... No, I, 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 uh, I don't know what word to use. Uh, do they kind of wash over uh, uh, the fact that uh, Dre was a real piece of shit? Yeah. Yes, I totally. was going to bring that yeah, up. I yeah, like that. I was, and I thought it looked like for a second they were going to go there. I'm they like, mentioned oh, it fuck, like is this movie going to be the, real? The oh. most no, no, it is rush away. <laughs> the the two big things I think this movie misses in terms of opportunity is a the assault with uh, Dr. Dre to bring that up in some kind of a way and B, the homophobia of their lyrics yeah. because both of those things are, are touched upon so briefly in ways that almost could have been great yeah. or like so basically there's a scene with Dr. Dre and his what is it his new girlfriend yeah. and she's like oh all this is all crazy you have an assault charge and this and that and that and mm-hmm. like I don't know if I can move in with you or whatever. Yeah. And that's the only thing that happens. And then there's the scene with Easy E where he finds out that he has AIDS Mm -hmm. and he's like, but I'm not gay. Like, but he doesn't say that. He says a derogatory term. Right. And, and his realization of like, it's not, you know, like, I, I felt like those are two things that could have been juxtaposed. Like, here's these people that have been so bluntly misogynistic and homophobic and are now, you know, Dr. Dre beat some beat a woman up and then now is like Many. a family man. Yeah, yeah. like tons yeah. of women. And yeah. now is a family man. And where is this like in his life, the struggle between like things he's done wrong and yeah. making a new life for himself? And then the same with Easy E, like here here are people that have been so homophobic in their lyrics and yeah. him having to come to terms with like I have AIDS and I thought that that was something that would never happen to me and I've been making yeah. fun of these people and and all these using all these slangs and where and there's like a struggle there yeah. and a realization there that they touch upon so momentarily and you're like is this going to go in this and there's going to be some real drama yeah. and it doesn't no cuz this is uh the this is bullet points of the movie yeah this is like all these things but happen. bullet points of the movie can be good to watch like it's sure. a fun watch yeah yeah <laughs> but well, cuz there's more time spent with the with the first half yeah. and then it's like we go from 1989 firing right into 95 mm. over the course of yeah. you know, where we took you know 45 minutes to an hour on a year and a half yeah and right. we spend you know the next but we cover six years that fe- that uh, like uh, as a whole sort of cohesive unit that feels uh 
uneven. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it, you're just whisking through too fast. Where it's like now I'm at now Ice Cube's at yeah. home writing Friday, and now this is going. Oh, on. that and, I did not just, like that. No, I didn't like it either. There's a scene where he's like writing on a laptop, and he's like. You, he's typing. And he's like, you just got punched the fuck out. <laughs> oh man, this shit's hilarious. Yeah. This is gonna be a great movie. And you're like, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no, gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the stuff that they choose to spend so much time on in that compressed, like the final hour and a half, yeah. hour fifteen minutes, is like if you you can compress that time, but they just keep coming back to like the contract dispute stuff. Yeah, like it's just kind of like then they a don't spinning even of the really wheels. Deal with that properly. Not really. You don't really get any motive or why. No. And like when Ice Cube, then he because he breaks away from the band and he's like, they're like, we, we can't put a bunch of money. You know, the solo game is different. Yeah. You know, we won't put a bunch of money up for you. Uh, but if the first album's a, a hit, then we'll yeah. take care of you on the second. And then they don't do that for some yeah. reason. But you don't know. They, you don't know what it no. is. It's just a setup. Yeah, that so scene where they're off. fighting about that. I was yeah. like, but what happened? But why? Yeah. Why can't you just pay him? Yeah. Why? Why will no one pay Ice? He Cube? just says my hands are tied. Yeah. Like, but why? <laughs> totally. No, I agree. And it's a bummer, man. There's yeah. a lot of cool shit in there. <laughs> why? Why? Why will no one pay Ice Cube? <laughs> but it's will true. somebody please pay Ice Cube? <laughs> because yeah, like when he, when Priority Records say that or whatever, it's yeah. like. Yeah, there's like a big fight scene, yeah. and it's like and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any you sense. Like You're right. Maybe this happened for some kind of reason, but you need yeah. to tell us definitely because otherwise, you know. But at the same time, I was just like I, w- I would definitely say see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely don't, want to see. I this don't movie. think you need to see it in the theaters, but when it shows up on Netflix or whatever, I'll probably watch definitely. it again. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's neat seeing all the people pop up, like when Tupac pops up and Snoop Dogg, and they're yeah. doing like hella good impressions. Yeah, uh, I wanted and a Tupac. I, guy. I wanted, Fuck, does he look like Tupac? Yeah, that was that true. was so weird. I wanted more of that stuff because they showed up for so brief a do, time. Do you think maybe it was that the hologram, hologram? from yeah. <laughs> Because that guy really looked like Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted more of that because by the time the cameos start, it's very like, okay, now Mm -hmm. this movie is a biopic. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we just have the and then there's him and you know and then Snoop Dogg comes in and he's like bragging about how good he is and Suge Knight's like who the fuck is this and yeah. and then he does a rap and then the album comes out yeah it's kind of like whoa yeah, whoa whoa fucking fast forward yeah it's a bummer and then the whole final like chunk of the movie is structured like get the gang back to get not the gang get the group back together yeah kind of structure yeah and then every once in a while Easy E will cough and it's like it plays that out for like a good half an hour and you're like we know yeah, the yeah. Go- they're not getting back together you don't need to like every once yeah. in a while show him coughing into his hand and like meetings about let's get the band back together for half an hour it's like I know how this is going to end it's not going to happen this isn't going to be dramatic right. the yeah. way you're trying to play this out yeah. well F. Gary Gray is not a very good director yeah take a look at his it's all like okay movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friday is his best movie yeah uh, and th- that's not a directed film, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, that's no, a, that's a put the camera, yeah, or put like, uh, put Chris shit, Tucker in yeah. front of the camera. Holy shit! And let get Ice lucky Cube with stand beside him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those lines aren't exactly funny. No, you got knocked the fuck out is not a funny line if Chris Tucker doesn't say it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that writing that scene of him writing that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. What a bummer. <laughs> but, but man, every time, like, and like, man, I got there was times where i got so into it definitely and uh, mostly o'shea jackson he, he really really good yeah great fucking job and anytime like a good like one of the real good beats kicks in 
you're like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I'm getting into this movie, yeah. like, for sure. And it's it's fucking bananas what they did in yeah. a short period of time, like the quality of the music. You know? Yeah. So I, that helps it, you know. The, the, the concert scenes, I will say, are more exciting direction and cinematography-wise than others. Yeah, like I found sure. like that stuff was like exhilarating. Like when they are doing the like you're not allowed to play fuck the police oh, and the yeah, police yeah. are like coming up to the front and undercover cops and yeah, they say yeah. like fuck it we're going to play it and that scene really like blows up. Like yeah. I was like yes, like this is oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Like and because yeah, again, like you with a story this good yeah. at its core of you know full of twists and turns and backstabbing mm-hmm. and reconciliation, yeah. you you like you it's hard to fuck it up. Yeah. You're, you're almost guaranteed making well, something interesting. Yeah, you know? you know it's a true story, so however it's filmed, it's going to be inherently interesting Yeah, based on that alone. Yeah. And the tunes are this good, so yeah. you've got that kind of entertainment value pumping through the whole thing, too. Yeah, it's a... It's a it's a weird yeah. little thing, but... I really but, wanted it to be really, really good, yeah, yeah. though. And it's, strange, it's, strange. it's a bummer, too, that this movie is so tame overall. Yeah. Because the music is so... Uh, not tame. No, it's so graphic <laughs> yeah. and intense. And where they came from is so graphic and intense. And who they were, you know. And it's a shame that the movie is as yeah uh, safe. Yeah, as it is definitely. Mm-hmm. But still, check it out, man. Still like, definitely watch. You'll have a you'll yeah. have a really good fucking. Time I thought Giamatti it. was really good. <clears throat> yeah, totally. he's, I mean, he's doing his Giamatti thing, but not exactly. Yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. He's doing, he, this time his hair is white. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of quality scenes and then some really not quality scenes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worth, yeah, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, yeah. Um, Casey's wearing those socks that look like my old couch again. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's why they call them the old couch socks. <laughs> Speaking of old couches, <laughs> do they move any old couches in the hit road trip film? Are we there yet? Uh, Casey will tell us if they did or not uh, <laughs> right now because he watched Are We There Yet from 2005 directed oh, I like see. Brian a bit of a bumpy ride. <laughs> Much like the road on Are We There Yet. Are We There Yet. Oh, <laughs> we made it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Directed by Brian Levant, starring Ice Cube, Neil Long, and uh, more. IMDb looks like ha- it has a bigger summary than usual. Oh, oh my oh, God. Bummer. All right. IMDb describes the plot of Are We There Yet as the fledging romance between Nick, a playboy bachelor, and Suzanne, a divorced mother of two, is threatened by a particularly harrowing New Year's Eve. When her work keeps her in Vancouver for the holiday, Nick offers to bring her kids to the city from Portland, Oregon. The kids, who have never liked any of the men and their, their mom have dated, are determined to turn the trip <laughs> into a nightmare God, for Nick. Why is this so long? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, got to win her over by taking her kids somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. In Go. the funniest family. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Family comedy since Home Alone. Oh, what? Says the cover of this movie. Uh, well, I, I see where it comes from that because th- this movie really wants to be Home Alone. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Ice Cube hadn't really done an out-and-out family movie like this yet, right? No, this was this was his first real uh, attempt at being relatable, I guess. Yeah. Because he'd made a career of not being relatable, of making a point of not being relatable. Yeah. Um, and then here he is mugging it up and... Uh, Okay, well, first off, we're we're gonna start. Well, I guess he had Friday director. and next Friday were like comedies, but they were like hard R comedies. Yeah, he yeah. had been in Barbershop, Ghosts of hard Mars, R. Three Kings, <laughs> Anaconda. But uh, yeah, this was the first Torque. Oh God, yeah, two Barbershop movies. But yeah, this was the first real uh, yeah. attempt, and it was it came out the same year as Triple X State of the Union. So he was really going for the action movie, family movie, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Schwarzenegger yeah. thing, I mm. guess. Oh, uh, that was a piece speaking, of news we forgot to talk about. Speak what? Huh? The Dolph Lundgren's going to be in Kindergarten Cop. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm sure it will be. I couldn't be more excited about that news. Uh, I'm sure it'll be just as good as the piece of shit original film. (laughs) Just leave. (laughs) Stop podcasting and leave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of that connection, uh, to to start off, uh, Are We There Yet is directed by the same director of uh, Jingle All the Way. Mm. So we know we're in in good hands. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this movie's not. Good, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly not for me. But I can watch it, and I can definitely see how kids would would be able to sit there yeah. and watch this for. And I gotta tell you guys, Ice Cube's pretty charming. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, somebody I know was saying when I said that you had to watch this, like I love, like I think that movie's legitimately pretty funny. And I was like, hmm, I can't. No, remember no. What, I well, think it was Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor Taylor said that. Right, ta- Taylor, um, shut up. You don't know nothing. <laughs> I think he said he liked the second one more. Uh, wow. But, but he liked the first one enough to watch the, the second, second one. one. <laughs> so where does that put you, Taylor? Yeah. Um, no, it, like I could see why he would say that. It's, uh, it, it's not good. I mean, it's got... Uh, uh, it's got some weird elements to it. Like uh, he's got this uh, uh, satchel page. Um, like he he goes and buys a, a um, I don't know what's a big black SUV. Uh, I don't know a popular big black SUV with the rims, the spinny rims, and and all like it's like his you know his pride and joy kind of thing. And he has this uh, satchel page uh, little bobblehead that he puts um, on the dashboard. And uh, he loves it, and it uh, talks to him, and it's uh, voiced by Tracy Morgan. <laughs> what? what? But it it talks to him like uh, it like Kit talks to Michael Knight. Um, no, because that's in a, like this. I I think Ice Cube's character might be crazy <laughs> uh, because it's like it it animate like it's it's like CG sort of a- animated. Uh, what? Like it it talk it's like. 
he gives him advice like on women and stuff and uh. he's the only one who can hear it and he talks back to it and it's but it's not like his conscience or anything like right. that because it just says things to him and, mm. and and I'm just like I don't understand this element of this movie it does not fit it's not magical. any of the rest of it Weird. but I'm like again this movie is just meant to make kids look at a screen for an hour and 45 sure. and laugh yeah it yeah. also made me realize that I want to see a remake of Knight Rider starring Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan yeah <laughs> well there you go so this movie did exactly <laughs> what it intended pretty good yeah mm-hmm. um so there's not a lot of um, likable people in this movie. Jay Moore is in it, and it just reminds <laughs> me that I don't like Jay Moore very much. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't like the kids in it. They're just kind of grating. Um, it, it has Nia Long in it, and I forgot how much I enjoy Nia Long. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, it's uh, uh, it sort of goes through. <sighs> It hits all of the sort of tropes of a, of a, you know, because like, hey, don't get, you know, ice cream in my car. And then, oh, you spilled ice cream in my car. And now you barfed all over my car. You I was going like, to ask how much of this was gross yeah, out humor. I figured the car is going to get all messed up. Uh, but it's real safe gross out humor. There's the kids have a babysitter and she likes to fart. Uh, <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah. It, but but literally it's not. It's like. uh Hey, she's she farts all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Dan, maybe this movie's uh, for you. <laughs> were they eating beans at the time? Uh, I wish. Around the campfire, because um, Casey would have loved it that way. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's some real highbrow Mel Brooks uh, bullshit. Um, it, it's hard to tell. Oh, like, okay, so it's sort of. Um, it sort of comes up with with new ways to get them from here to there kind of thing or or rather it keeps fresh the old ways of doing it uh there's like a trucker who sees the the kids and like the kids are constantly playing pranks and they don't like ice cube because he's trying to get with their mother um so they like uh make a little sign and put it in the window of the car saying like help us this guy's kidnapping us kind of thing and so this trucker played uh pretty likably by mc gainey and when I saw MC Ganey's name in the in the um, uh, opening credits, I was like, "Oh no, MC Ganey's going to play like a shitty r- racist redneck guy." And they steered clear of that entirely. Mm. He's like this guy who thinks that the kids are are uh, kidnapped, so he's like he spends the movie trying to to, to find them and, and sounds about right for a thing. subplot of this kind of movie. But it's yeah. kind of it's kind of nice the way the way it happens, like that the bad guy is is really a good guy trying to do something good. Yeah. Um. And and there was something that I really liked about that for a kids movie. Otherwise. Uh, some things happen. Some weird things happen, like uh, uh, Ice Cube. One of the, the kid has asthma. One of the kids has asthma, so he has to go get asthma uh, and uh, the inhaler. Mm-hmm. But uh, the pharmacist is busy being a clown for some children, uh. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you think this up? Yeah, <laughs> like why is this a plot point? I don't understand. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, th- there's really not a lot to uh, uh, to say about this movie. At the very end, th- there's like that really that it really grates on my nerves when they when a movie does this where uh, they, they he gets the kids to their mom to knee along in Vancouver. Weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
but you know, like the cops are involved, and it's like this big, huge, crazy mess. And Nia Long is furious with Ice Cube because she put he put her kids in danger, but she doesn't understand the situation. It wasn't really Ice Cube's fault. Uh-huh. And she's like, "You put my kids in danger," and he's like, "Let me explain." And she's like, "You've done enough," and walks away. And I'm like, "No." nobody would do that you would stand there and go yeah what the fuck happened yeah and then he would explain and she would go oh okay i see why that's not right necessarily your fault fucking movies and things three's company it yeah it's just it's just it's such a fucking cop out and i realize this is are we there yet but but, you know plenty of other kids movies have uh, uh like don't don't fucking jerk you around like that. Yeah. Uh, quit jerking me off, kids movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, kids, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> um, and then at the end, you know, he, he shows up and he's like, I just want to say goodbye to the kids because they mean something to me now. And he does the whole tearful goodbye. I'm never going to see the kids again. Uh, you know what? He does it pretty good. He's, yeah. Uh, he's not bad, Ice he, Cube. <laughs> yeah. Like, he... He d- he does this whole kind of like I'm Ice Cube and I'm doing my Ice Cube scowly thing, but every once in a while I do my I do a big grinny thing yeah. where I'm like I'm a funny guy, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you know what you might be yeah. <laughs> you might right, be man. a little bit because um, I was I was really impressed with Ice Cube, but the the rest of the movie that I was like this is a movie that is happening. And I don't hate it, but yeah. it's happening. Fair enough. Uh, and then they do the thing where, where uh, at the very end, where the mom's like, uh, where where he's like, well, I hope we can at least be friends. And Nia Long's like, I don't think we can be friends. And he like hangs his head and he's about to go. And she's like, because I want to be more than that. <laughs> and everybody's happy and they're yeah. a big happy mm-hmm. family. And now, does this movie have a rap song that describes the plot over the credits? Uh, that is where it <laughs> falls down. Damn it! Oh, ah, uh, what um, a missed opportunity. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every movie should have that. Yeah. Every movie. every movie Schindler's List should have that. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's Choice should have that. Wait, yeah. well, Brian's song should have but, that. But by the by that convention, it's usually the star of the movie who does yep. the rap. And every so you're movie. saying Liam Neeson should have done it. Yes, a, a Schindler's List. One hundred percent. Yeah, you're saying uh, uh, James Caan and Billy D. Williams. They uh, they yep. tag team the old Brian song song. <laughs> yeah, Brian's yep. rap song. Yep. One hundred percent. The end. Brian's under- rap song. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's rap song. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't that? And the Rosemary's Baby should have had a rap song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck on, that me. baby. <laughs> Come on, Mia Farrow. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Um, that was good. Yeah. Dang. See the way that I rhymed "baby" with "crazy." I did. Mm-hmm. You're spitting rhymes right I now. I know. Yeah. You know who else spat rhymes? Who? Uh, Sean Price. Yes. This is a rapper that I was not super familiar with, but who passed mm-hmm. away recently, much yeah. to the hip hop community's distress. A lot of people yeah. are upset about this. Yeah. All my all my rap friends were uh, were just devastated, and yeah. I was like, I, I haven't even. Usually, if there's somebody that's that influential, I at least know who they are. Yeah. I, the only thing I knew about this guy was when this album came out. Uh, Matt Colley. Uh, yeah posted quite a bit about it and right. so i was, I was yeah. trying to track it down but it was sort of like difficult because i didn't know anything about it and then i forgot about it yeah no and i remember when that <laughs> happened I like the album cover and i was like that's a cool name for an album yeah, yeah. it was great mike yeah. tyson yeah. m-i-c tyson yeah um i believe this came out around the same time as killer mike's rap music 
Yes. And I remember the there being like a big discussion, I believe Matt Cauley was involved with, that was uh, like, what's the best rap album of the year? And he was saying this while everybody else was saying rap music, which is a great album that I love. But yeah, I, it is a great I, album. I never really got around to this one no. until Casey yep. mm-hmm. decided to give it to us. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to know what all the fuss was about. I heard a couple tracks off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is his third and final album. It was released in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty hotly anticipated. I believe he had been doing some mixtape stuff in the lead up to this that people were really into. Yeah, but Where's this is this gentleman from. Uh, I don't know. I can get it here though. Yeah, he. Uh, where is this on Wikipedia? Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mike Tyson, yes, uh, 2012. Uh, and, and if you look at the reviews for this thing, generally regarded as one of the best rap albums of that of that uh, year yes, and right. generally regarded in, in overall as a critically acclaimed rap album. Right. Um, and, yeah, I hadn't really heard uh, anything off of this. So, Casey, you said you listened to a bit of it? Uh, I did. I listened to a, a track or okay. two, uh, mostly just because people were uh, were posting them when this when the uh, last week's episode went up. Mm-hmm. People were posting them on my wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can have a little bit of round robin discussion about it. Yeah, for sure. Greg, yes. you said you had heard a couple things off this uh, before checking yeah. it out this time. Yeah. So how do you want to talk about this? Uh, well, yeah, I listened to this quite a few times this week. Me too. Um, and I would say that. I would completely support Matt Colley's claim yeah. about this being better than uh, rap music because mm-hmm. it is. Rap music's great. I love that album. But this, this, I first, li- like on the first listen, I was pretty into this by the end. Yeah. And then subsequent listens, I got more and more into it because the beats are fantastic. The beats are, are which is so good. So necessary. You got the Alchemist in there, so that's going to do some uh, yeah. solid stuff for you. But yeah, he's. I, I like the rhymes. I like his flow. It's got kind of like an. He's got like an EPMD kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's been around since the mid '90s. He was in a group called Health the Skelta, which I have not heard. Apparently, their first album is fantastic, though. Um, yeah, I really liked this album. I liked it a lot. Um, a big, a big bonus is that all of the songs are fairly short, and it's yeah. only thirty-seven minutes long Fuck total, yeah. which is so nice. No nonsense skits. And no, stuff. no songs that are like six minutes that don't need to be. Right. They get in, they get out. Yep. Um, I can, I can understand why. It, it's so, it's hard to talk about too because I feel like I was listening to this in the wake of his passing and kind of listening to, you know, the legacy not yeah. just the album i didn't even go into it like that because i was kind of irritated to put it on because i just wanted to listen to ice cube <laughs> so i was like i don't want to listen to rap i don't know yeah <laughs> and so it, i kind of i didn't really go into it listening like mm-hmm. oh the, what a tragedy this guy died i wasn't really even thinking about it because i was sort of you know like irritated that i had to put it on and yeah. stop listening to america's most uh, but yeah, it just won me over, and I just kept on listening to it. I listened to it twice today. It's a fucking great record. Yeah, I really like it. I think for me, Pyrex that song is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just there there was something I think about it that I just didn't. I don't know because I love the beats. Mm-hmm. I can understand why he is so well regarded lyrically, mm-hmm. but there were moments where I was just like, this just sounds like a lot of rap that I've heard of this kind and is mm-hmm. this is a, a, a great yeah it's a really it's really a good much version, better of version of it but there were I w- there were times where i was just like all right 
had enough of this for today. Yeah. I it I didn't get to the point where it's like I gotta go back to that again. Yeah. Um, but I will return to this album because I do think it's a really good album. Yeah, I'll stay and I think for a while. It is really a bonus to have us have this like these songs get in, get out. They're yeah. two to three minutes, yep. and you know they don't overstate their welcome. The beats are always amazing. Yeah, boy, the beats His are good. His flow's awesome. Yeah. I didn't listen too hard to the lyrics. I guess was maybe my thing. It was yeah, I mostly guess I came just in and out on those because you know it takes time to digest everything yeah. with hip hop. Uh, I think I, there was a I, couple I, guest spots where I was like, "Really, you're doing this?" Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice anything. Nothing jumped out at me. Or, you know, I hate it when I, every time I buy, I buy a hip hop album or get one, I'm always like waiting a little bit. Like, eh, don't say something yeah. that's gonna fucking be terrible, please. Yeah. And I didn't notice anything, so. Maybe I missed it. But. I think on Bully Rap, they dropped some homophobic things. Oh, I was kind of like, wait a God minute. damn it. But I wasn't paying attention to the context of the right. song, so okay. I don't know what I... I, I uh, yeah. But I was generally, yeah, happy that it wasn't full of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's always like, some someday it'll all be gone, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I can just like a hip-hop album. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Um. Casey, so you said you listened to a couple. What, what was your kind of uh, dip in the toe in on this album experience? My sort of takeaway from it was that uh, I was like, yeah, I could see myself listening to this. Yeah. Um, one of the tracks was very like, I'm a rapper and I'm really good and I'm better than this guy and I'm also very good and I'm so good that I'm th- this good. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. When's Guys. your solo? I'm out. <laughs> Guys, I, I spit my lyrics. Like, yeah. no, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, and that generally bores me. Yeah. Like, there was definitely some of that. I think can, specifically you can spend the first rap. verse telling me how, how you're the greatest and how great you are and everything, but then spend the rest of the song proving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't just fucking tell me in many different ways why you are the greatest. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, super clever and I love that. Yeah. Like that's, even if the rapping isn't great, but which it is here, like yeah. his fucking, his flow is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, uh like really clever stuff kid just gets me and, uh, uh and th- this had a lot of that and I really dug it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm not in a really a rappy place right now. Yeah, it's, I am, and it was yeah. before Straight Outta Compton, but like, it wasn't just because I had seen Straight Outta Compton, but I yeah. did recently somehow just get on a big rap kick, yeah. so it was nice to have this at this at this time. That yeah, is a bunch so... of hip-hop-oriented conversations with people this yeah. week. Yeah. That's so good to hear, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is, know it, you... uh, is it barbecue sauce? Is that the song where they ask white people not to sing the chorus? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, that song's fantastic why why yeah. can't white people sing the chorus? listen to the song yeah. <laughs> it's just full of yeah. words but in the best kind of way oh uh, oh yeah yeah okay and they make mention like white people don't sing the chorus <laughs> <laughs> and I love, uh, there I love, are some lines in that song that made me laugh my ass off <laughs> i love that chris rock uh bit about how uh when white people are singing rap songs yeah. they they like bleep out the the n-word but yeah. when they're at home they lean into lean it, into it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun stuff mm. fun stuff well yeah. fellas let me tell you i'm really glad that you guys are both in a <laughs> good place in a big oh. hip-hop oh okay uh-huh. 
I'm glad I'm glad that you are because that that makes what I'm gonna give you all the more special. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, great sounding. And you guys are gonna really love love this because you guys like hip hop so much. Uh-huh, uh huh. I, I can because uh, actually a favorite of the show, uh, favorite band of the show recently uh, put out uh, an album, which I guess is a companion piece to an earlier album from this uh, this year. Um, the album is called "The Marvelous Missing Link." Found. Yes. Uh, original. Uh, the the, oh. the last one was called uh, "The Marvelous Missing Link Lost." Yes. So this, I guess, is the companion piece to that. So you guys uh, go off and listen to Insane Clown Posse again. 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 This yeah. is the third. I know. One. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. So uh, was that when when you guys gave. Insane clown. Somebody gave insane clown posse, and then I just gave it back. Was that what happened? No, no. somebody gave us two, two, two in a row. Two in a row. Lost yeah. two weeks in a row. That's yeah. right. And then I found out that <laughs> I couldn't remember how it came to be that we just listened to it twice in a row. I felt like there had to be some retribution aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was. I lost, and you guys can go fuck yourself. <laughs> find some kind of way to make Casey watch that movie they made. Oh, uh, Big Money Hustlers or Big Money Rustlers? Hustlers. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, hus- Big Money Rustlers is the cowboy version. The cowboy one, yeah. Oh. And then Big Money Hustlers is like the, they're like. Well, then around. maybe the cowboy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, be sure All to right be then. drinking your Fago yeah. when you listen to next week's episode. But for yeah. now, <laughs> we will roll for yeah. movies. For what though? Um, we didn't talk about this. Well, yeah, there's the a lot of opening shit going on this week. There's a bunch of stuff opening, but some of it's limited, some of it's not so right. limited. Is this a winner's choice kind of week? Either I in my there's mind, American Ultra, there's Digging for Fire, mm-hmm. uh, Mistress America. Yeah, I, I guess it must be winner's choice then, right. because I in my mind I was kind of thinking like, well, American Ultra's coming out, and I kind of want to see if Max Landis is going to do two for two in his in his uh, script yeah. thing because I really liked Chronicle and this is I think the first thing since then that he's yeah. written that's made it to theaters and he's you know a big uh, a big personality that people <laughs> love to love and love to hate so I feel like this is his like proving ground time like is he a good screenwriter or not kind of thing yeah but uh, I also see that Grandma's coming out which looks pretty good and yeah so maybe yeah. We, should we just do a winner's choice I think so okay all right uh, Do we have anything uh, in mind for Loser? Yeah, Are, there's something coming out called How to Make Love Like an in- Englishman. <laughs> what is that? With uh, Piers Brosnan and Jessica Alba. Oh, boy. Yeah, that doesn't... That, doesn't, uh, like that something. seems like something I just don't want to go see. Yeah, AKA. that seems like something that no one should see. Yeah. AKA Some Kind of Beautiful. Some kind A of drama hope. about a Cam- Cambridge poetry professor who begins, begins to reevaluate his life of excess. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't want to watch that. I don't that. think any of us really care about seeing this movie. Nope. Uh, who directed this? That's Tom Vaughn from yeah, the director maybe. of... What Happens in Vegas. What Happens in Vegas, Extraordinary Measures. Miley Cyrus, so undercover. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just do that. <laughs> what, what? Look at Miley Cyrus, so undercover. Is that a movie? Yeah. Oh. Street smart, private eye is hired by the FBI to go undercover at a college sorority. Uh-oh. <laughs> Starring Jeremy Piven and Miley Cyrus. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. 
Hmm. <laughs> they're, they're the, uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, uh, I say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So undercover. Okay. So undercover. So so undercover. Toots undercover. That sounds good. We'll see if anybody puts a uh, webcam in a turkey in this chicken in this movie. Oh, <laughs> like God an LOL. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, Casey. You yeah. are rolling for so undercover. So, so. versus winner's choice. Lots out there to see. Uh, things to on. to check out. Mm-hmm. Things you've missed off because you've been such a big loser the last couple of weeks. No rolling on the carpet though. I've just been <laughs> waiting. <laughs> right under the fridge. <laughs> That's, a two. That's a two. Oh man, I might be going so <laughs> undercover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling. Oh, That's oh, a zero. Weird. A weird. Oh, coffee on the ground. Coffee oh, on the ground. Coffee on the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get I out of my head. Out of my head. I knocked my coffee over because I was so surprised at how Dan just rolled on the carpet. Let it be known for the listeners at home, I rolled onto the floor and it bounced on the carpet. I got a four. That's four. Yeah. So I'm going You're so, going so undercover. undercover. Uh, Emma's not around this weekend, so like I'm going to have to sit at home alone and watch So Undercover, and no <laughs> so one will be allowed. You're be watching this with your hand in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be anyone there to yeah. like console me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Weep silently. Yeah. Well, why this. do I do this? <laughs> why do we oh, do this? Oh, undercover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Terrific. Well, that's what I get for getting a bounce onto the carpet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why we don't roll on the carpet. No. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. That's right. Maybe if you uh, if you obeyed your own rules, Dan. Yeah. Maybe if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, well, let's get into... Melrose Place Relay. Yeah. Dear, near, near, near. Dear, near, near, near. Not the what? theme song. What? No. What is the, <laughs> yeah. what is the theme song? Uh, I believe the version I watched didn't have the theme song on the front, so okay. uh, we will not know. So we will eventually get full on into this show, so yeah. this is sort of like a little teaser until yeah. we get back to We're not leaving 90210 behind. Don't worry. Now, if you remember, on 90210, there was a character named Jake who was helping yeah. Kelly's mom out. Yeah, by building by a gazillion out with his, with her daughter. Yeah, and weirdly. also making out with her, <laughs> and that is how the show spun off into Melrose Place because right. he moved to Melrose. So he was like a right. two episode character, and then he moved to Melrose yeah. Place. Yeah. So this he even says, "I've just got this new place over on Melrose, Melrose Place." Yeah. Yeah. Thursdays at seven. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. this place Thursdays at seven. My only real knowledge of this show is from Seinfeld. Yeah, me yeah. too. Oh, Michael, he's so smug. I hate him. <laughs> That's all I could think of whenever he was on screen. <laughs> um, now, yeah, so he, the Jake guy, was like two episodes moved over here. Yeah, and that, and that is how this show spun off. Yeah. And then I went right into it in the pilot. The, J- the Jake guy is a spinoff from uh, Dilly and Mr. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> so we open on someone in a leather jacket. Dilly and Mr. Brandon meet Jake guy. Meet the Jake guy. <laughs> Thursdays at nine. There you go, Matt Collie. Yeah. <laughs> so we open on someone. Uh, you don't see her face, but there's a leather jacket with like a big spider-like design on the back, and she's got cowboy get boots it, on. She's moving... Uh, boxes out of like uh, an apartment and we cut and it's a Melrose place uh-huh. and we're like who is that moving out of Melrose place mm. we'll find out because mm-hmm. a woman wakes up who I did not know the character name of yet but I will identify later uh, and she's looking for Natalie like where's Na- Natalie it's your turn to make the coffee where are you and then it turns out Natalie moved out uh, and she Natalie. runs she runs over to some guy's apartment and he's like maybe she was taken by aliens and he says that like as a joke and I was like that's not funny 
then she goes to see Jake, uh, our pal from 90210, uh-huh. and he's like, everyone always thinks women are in my apartment, because I guess he's like the Lothario of yeah. the group sleeping uh-huh. with people all the time. It's This is like a... Like a um, like a little condo area. Yeah. So like Melrose, like it's like a little like apartment with like a apartment complex with a pool in the middle. Like a Karate Kid where he yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Wait, does the Karate Kid? Is there is the Karate Kid there? She goes over to the Karate Kid's room and she's like, "Wax on, wax off." <laughs> um, and then Heather Locklear sweeps the leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, she goes to another woman's apartment. None of these people I know their names of yet, but I do eventually figure it out. Don't worry. Uh, and she's like. Natalie ditched out and bailed and and like stuck the rent on me. How am I going to pay the rent? This is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, a person moving out on you. I don't know. Has there ever been a death in the family? Like, <laughs> come on. This, yeah. Oh, the worst Priorities, thing that has ever Melrose happened to place. me in the history of the world. Like, easy. Yeah. Um, Stop being dramatic. So I guess she has to find a roommate. Um, so the first character whose name is announced is Rhonda. She comes out and she's and she's like, I knew Natalie was moving out when I saw her taking all those bags with her last night. And I was like, why didn't you fucking do anything then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rhonda, we learned, teaches cardio funk. 90210 oh. reference. Oh, yeah, right. Because somebody went to cardio funk in 90210. <laughs> So uh, she, the the woman who had somebody move out on her, puts an ad out in the paper, uh, and we find out that the rent is only four hundred dollars a month here. Holy shit! Oh, what? It's I'm like the nicest place, place in the world. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, so then she runs off and and drives drives off to work. Well, and you get an apartment and all the hot sex you can yeah. deal with. Four hundred dollars. Um, Pretty good. So this woman we I'm find out up to eight hundred dollars for my hot sex these days. <laughs> uh, this woman we find out is Allison Parker, uh, one of the main characters, and so she drives off to work and she ends up dinging like a car in the parking lot, and mm, and the yeah. guy the guy's all real mad about it. And he's like, "Aren't you the new receptionist? Uh oh, it's her first day at this job. She oh, just man. dinged the car of the boss. What is she doing? I know. Then What's we go her name again. Uh, Allison. Allison Parker. Yeah. So then there's some like uh, 90s metal music, and we segue to a red sports car. And who's in that sports car but the gang? Oh, Kelly and David and Donna. What? Yeah. No way. So I this was wondering if they're gonna be popping up. This That's takes place. That wonderful. is ham fisted. Yeah. They're listening to metal. Yeah. Uh, it was just like 90s kind of metal music, like segue music. Right. Yeah. Um, not real metal. Not album. like it didn't like cut to like Baroness or something. Um. No, it's uh, uh, Kelly, David, and Donna, and this takes place around that time, so Kelly is still kind of seeing Jake, it seems. She's, like, wondering why, oh. he's, she likes, why hasn't he called her, where has he gone off to, and she goes to Melrose Place to find him, because mm-hmm. he said, hey, I got this place, uh, Melrose Place, it's uh, 7.30 <laughs> on Thursday night. <laughs> hey, I'm living at this new place, it's a Melrose Place. Only on NBC. (laughs) (laughs) She asks around, and one of the tenants, who I believe is Sally or something, I'll figure out that later, uh, says, like, I'll let him know that you came by. So this guy, Billy, shows up, uh, and Allison 
uh, is at Melrose Place, and Billy shows up, and he's like, oh, I heard about this, like, apartment, and he tells this big sob story, something about some garbage I wasn't paying attention to, mm-hmm. uh, and he found out that uh, he, it find, we find out that he knew Natalie, so Billy knew the girl that ran off, and uh, Natalie was like, check out this place if you need, a, you need somewhere to live, it's Melrose Place, blah, yada, 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 and he's now looking to move in. Um, and Allison is like, hey, your only reference is the woman who bailed on me and stuck me with rent. I don't think I'm going to let you live here. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Andrew Shue. Yeah. Is that Andrew Shue? I don't know. He's on the show. I don't know any of these people's names in uh, real life, but I do know them now. Yeah. Uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the the Peach Pit hangout style place for Melrose Place. Um, and because the YouTube video that I was watching was a little bit cropped so as not to be tipped off because I guess the FBI are really trolling uh, YouTube for Melrose Place For episodes. Melrose Place specifically, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was like chopped off and it had that like when you watch a movie on YouTube and they've overlaid a little like gray spotlight like texture so it's like you can't scan the video either because something's yeah. kind of moved in there. So it looked really weird and they go to this bar and grill and it says Hooters. And I was like, their hangout is Hooters? Awesome. But then I find out later it's Shooters, uh, and the S had just been taken off by the crop. <laughs> like, Hooters? This place must be owned by Joey Tata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake comes in, and the woman uh, who saw Kelly, who I guess works there, and I, I wrote it down later, I think it's Sally. Um she comes in and she talks to Jake about how some high school girl was looking for her, and he's like, I swear I didn't sleep with her, and they talk about that for a while. She's like, yeah, right. And he's like, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, right. And he's like, I didn't. Yeah. And then we go back to Melrose. A woman with a mohawk comes to see the apartment with Allison, but she smokes. So no dice. Oh. Uh, And then there's a big montage of women who aren't right for the room. Like an old lady comes and like a weird lady comes and it's like a funny montage. But there's a joke where a guy shows up and Allison's like, I'm really looking for a female roommate. And he's like, well, I will be next month. And I'm like, really, Melrose Place? Uh, so hip, <laughs> like pretty transphobic. Well, at the t- but at the time that was so outrageous. I yeah. mean, I think it was progressive at the time to have a joke to acknowledge the fact yeah. that there are trans people in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like we are so progressive that we deign to acknowledge that these <laughs> yeah. people exist. Seriously, <laughs> uh, Michael, I hate him. He's so fucking smug. Shows up with the <laughs> eviction notice. Uh oh, he tells her. He tells her, though, like, bounce a check and it'll buy you some time or something. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good, not advice. good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible advice. <laughs> Allison shows up at Hooters, which I still, at this point in my notes, don't realize is called Shooters, because that happened later. Uh, and, and Allison's freaking out about how she doesn't have enough time to make the money. And then Billy shows up, the guy who wants to rent it but knows Natalie, and she's like, hey, why not give it a shot now? I, nothing has changed, but I decided now I will let you move in. Uh, uh-huh. So then we cut to... We, we had a montage of people come by, and they didn't work out. Yeah, well, so uh, check it out. Let's do it, Billy. Um, Jane and Michael wake up, and are and they're the married couple. Michael, who uh, basically runs the joint, mm-hmm. answers to the boss, uh, the, the owner of the property. Uh, so he's like a doctor, I believe. And so Jane and Michael wake up. They're going to get into the bone zone. But Allison has the rent, knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. And she introduces, hey, this is Billy Guy. The mm, end. Billy Guy. Billy he's going to move in with me. Now, Sandy's roommate, Sandy is the girl that works at Hooters Shooters, uh, is Rhonda. Sh- Hooters. <laughs> Sh- Hooters. <laughs> so Rhonda and Sandy live in the same apartment. 
Uh, Rhonda is the cardio funk. Sandy works at Shooters. So Rhonda wakes up Sandy to tell her about how there's some new cute guy moving into Allison's apartment. Billy and Allison are now discussing the rules of the apartment and how she wants her parents' approval. And he's like, yeah, I don't, they're talking about some drama stuff. And then he's like, what happens when I bring some babe home and bang her on the couch? What? Is that what he said? <laughs> uh, I wrote this in quotation, so I believe this is what he says. Uh, and Allison's like, what? That's not okay. It's my couch. <laughs> bang people on my yeah, couch. Yeah, and they... He says bang him. I don't know if... It, I, I might have been paraphrasing. Uh-huh. I, I can't remember. Uh, I feel like he doesn't say bang. I feel like that's probably right. Uh, yeah, but I they don't... agree only one bang shack night a week. <laughs> That was a Dan Norman original. <laughs> that- He's like, what if I bring babes home? And she's like, I can't just sit here while you're like banging babes. And then they're like, so we'll both agree that both of us will have no more than one bang a night in this apartment. One bang a, a uh, night a week. shack before? Yeah, I did. <laughs> they decide only one night bang where you can fuck somebody. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> One one night one sexual partner is allowed to I got me a dong and it's as big as a whale. <laughs> one sexual partner is allowed to come by a week. Is what they agree on. Uh-huh. That's a what? really limiting rule. <laughs> um I don't think Billy'll have any problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> he seems kind of nerdy. A boat? <clears throat> he's like a, oh, he's a nerd. He's like a nerdy kind of like This guy's a nerd. This guy can't get more pussy than once a week. He seems really preoccupied with like babes and banging them and stuff, so I oh, feel we like got a real David Silver here. I, I, I think I think it's the nerdy guy that will transition into a Lothario now that he lives at Milrose Place. Shack. And, yeah, at, <laughs> now that he's got now he's a, at a bank shack. ticket to the bank shack. <laughs> yeah. Allison's also like, always leave the toilet seat down. Yuck, 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 yuck. It's supposed to be funny. It's uh. not. <laughs> I'll say that whenever something's supposed to be funny, but it isn't. <laughs> oh, so she didn't say that. No. <laughs> and she didn't fall down on her side and start spinning around no. in a circle. <laughs> and then he was like, anyway, it's my turn for the bang shack this week, so... Whose turn is it for the bang check? <laughs> Nobody said that. No. I was joking. <laughs> if I could just, I'm sorry. I was. If kidding. I could just clarify, they have built some sort of a rudimentary shack. <laughs> yes. In the middle of yes. there. No. It's and it has a sign out front that says seven minutes in heaven." <laughs> it's just a standard apartment. Uh huh. Where sex can happen. It's not a filthy shed. It's not a filthy shed. Shed written with like playboys in the corner (laughs) in a black garbage bag. Rhonda asks Matt about the cute new roommate, and they decide that they're going to go bowling or something. And then Billy comes out, and Rhonda and Matt are like, "Damn, he's cute." Because Matt, I believe, is. (laughs) I'm going to fuck him once a week. Yeah. (laughs) Can I get into his bone shack? Billy is dancing around now in his apartment to uh, like salsa music, like a big dum dum. And Allison comes in and is like, "You idiot!" <laughs> Allison's like peeking in, and, and he's like really going at it. And she's like, "You idiot!" And then he tells her about how he's a novelist, like Norman Mailer, and she knows who he is because she went to college. She's like, "I know who Norman Mailer is." She's like, "I work in advertising, assisting executives, and serving as a conduit of, as, of information." And Billy's like, "So you answer the phone." Yuck, 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 yuck. Uh, and then he claims she, you only got hired because you're a cute girl and she gets offended and she's like hey you're you're the next Norman Mailer after all because he hates women oh burnt sweet burnt mm-hmm. 
Miller burn. Yeah, literary burn. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly knocks on Jake's nobody, door. Nobody who writes Melrose Place has ever written yeah. Norman Mailer. <laughs> Kelly knocks on Jake's door. She's back to see if he's there this time, and he is. And then Jake tries to blow her off by being all rude to her, but he's feeling guilty about uh, not getting back to her, and he wants to make things work. Kelly goes to leave, and he runs after her to, to try and calm her down. And uh, she's like, I thought something happened to you. I don't care what anybody thinks about us, Jake. And he's like, I'm just trying to do what's right. And they fight, and then they make out and decide to go get dinner the next night. Nice. Uh, so real thrilling drama. Yes. Rhonda now is teaching cardio funk, and it's hilarious. <laughs> she meets a guy named Daniel and he asks her out to dinner and she says yes at car in her cardio funk class. Uh, Allison is at work. Her boss says the Canyon Country Cooler campaign is in and she should fill out a questionnaire for it. Say that three times fast. No. <laughs> uh, what do the, all those words mean? Canyon Country Cooler campaign. She's a, oh she works in advertising. Yes. Okay. She works at Bartles and James. Yeah. <laughs> Rhonda goes to Jane's... <laughs> that was a real contemporary <laughs> reference, yeah. by the way. Rhonda goes to Jane's boutique to get something nice to wear for Daniel. Uh, Kelly discusses her date with Donna, who is not sure that uh, Jake is right for her. And uh, Donna now has to lie about where Kelly will be that night. Classic gang drama. What? Classic 90210 subplot now? Yep. Billy is uh, dancing like that. again to salsa music, this time with a mop as a partner. And then he, <laughs> and then he picks up a rose with well, his mouth. Well, off to the bone jack. Yeah. <laughs> I got a long night here at the bone it's, jack. It's my night tonight. <laughs> Can't let it go to waste. I'm going to bone this mop. Uh, I'm on the schedule. I don't have anyone to... I got a mop. Yeah. <laughs> Allison. I guess I can put this thing somewhere. <laughs> Allison walks in. Oops. He's doing... He's gets caught again and he reveals he's practicing his dance steps for his job which is teaching dance because you know trying to be a writer doesn't pay the bills she laughs at him like a jerk also Wait, she, is she is she a jerk or she laughs at him like he's a jerk she laughs at him like a jerk because he's like i gotta admit this to you like i gotta work this salsa like dancing teaching job and she's yeah. like bah! <laughs> and then he's like I will like you that. help me practice and she's like no <laughs> and leaves <laughs> she's great so at shooters kelly and jake finally go out on their date uh and jake's like this is my home away from home good food good music and lousy service so it must be the peach pit kind of yeah. thing so sandy uh, who works there comes over and is all rude and she's like what'll it be jake and kelly a beer for you and a chocolate milk for kelly yuck 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 because she's underage yeah yuck, yuck, steve yuck. and david and donna show up yuck, oh yuck, yuck. shit who steve and dave and donna ah steve yep and dave and Donna. And Donna. <laughs> uh, Kelly had told them where she would be because work, fellas. Cause they're covering for her with her mom. And she's like, I'll be at this place in case you need to get me. And then Sandy comes over and she's like, this is a regular sweet 16 party over here. And then she IDs David when he tries to buy beer. Donna is worried about Kelly. Uh, she says Jake is too old for her still. They fight about it. Steve goes over to Jake and says... You know, Kelly's friends are never far behind, and there's a lot more where we come from, a.k.a. they're trying to pressure tactic him into not dating her. Yeah. Sandy they're jokes. Like a, We're going to beat you up. Yeah. Sandy jokes about how she's not going to, she's going to start dating Steve because Sandy's like, you know, they're all here at her bar, and she's kind of like pranking them a little, but then she's like, I think uh, maybe you'll date this guy. And Steve's like, oh, blah, 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 like, oh, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Embarrassed kind of thing. But uh, he's 
kind of into it because she has like this southern accent and stuff so he's like i'm beginning to like this place kind of deal uh sandy is an actress and she's so impressed about steve's mom being a famous actress and so he gives sandy his number he yeah uh was there any crossover with that i don't uh, know maybe 90210 i don't think so jake and kelly bail because of all this drama rama because mm-hmm. they're like all these idiots and also here. they have tickets to go see banana Bananarama. <laughs> so Kelly's all sorry about how all of her idiot Rama, sorry yeah. <laughs> Kelly's uh, sorry about all of her idiot friends showing up and he's like go home with your friends you belong with them not me I don't think right now is the right here. yeah I don't yeah. think it's the right time to act on this relationship I got a world of experience and age on you and problems you don't even know about it your friends are smart listen to them and all this shit and she's like Dylan was right about one thing you have a great heart but you don't know how to open up and I thought I could help you do that and uh. she goes to run away <laughs> <laughs> and then Jake burns out on a sick motorcycle yeah yeah <laughs> huh he has a sick she motorcycle she runs away and then yeah. he gets on his motorcycle yeah see ya Peace. donuts burn. yeah back at the place which is my new nickname for it nice <laughs> Michael comes home to a romantic dinner with Jane. She's got like some candles on, but there's some light drama between them because he's a doctor and she's feeling neglected. Uh, the phone rings. It's Mr. K who ta- who tells Michael about Billy's rent check bouncing. She feels neglected because he's a doctor? Yeah, something like that. Right, it's all garbage. Uh, and then Billy's like, Mr. K's mad and he doesn't like being toyed with. Who? Mr. K is the guy that owns this place. What? Is he like a Mr. Furley? I don't know. He's just on the phone. You don't hear him. Oh. Uh... Oh, like Mr. Like the letter K? Yeah. Oh, he's mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> and and he owns the joint, and he doesn't like being toyed with. Wow. AKA, he doesn't like being given a bounce check. Right. Is mm-hmm. he is he going to be another uh, Vera or like Maris? Is, is uh, he like one of these? Seen, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Is he like see. a Charlie of Charlie's Angels type thing? Uh, maybe. Turns out Billy wrote a bad check to buy himself time. Uh, Allison's mad, obviously. He says he'll get the money, he swears, but... Uh, she says, you can always fall back on your family in the valley, but I'll be out on the street if I can't get this rent money. And she, I'm going to look for a new roommate if you don't get the money and whatever. Uh, Allison goes off to a party that her boss invited her to with the country cooler jamboree people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll introduce a bunch of drunk bears. Yeah. He's like, I'll introduce you to people on the creative side. And she's excited about it. Um... Jake shows up at the uh, at uh, Merrill's place and uh, Allison's there. Sorry, Allison is leaving to go to that party and Jake shows up and then uh, he's going to push her in the pool but then Allison pushes Jake in the pool and they're all like, ha 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 we have fun here at that place. <laughs> uh, Rhonda shows off her new dress before going to her date at that work party uh, that Allison goes to. A boring scene happens. Uh, Rhonda <laughs> and Daniel are on their date he talks to her about how good she is at her job at Cardio Funk, and he's like, I saw you there, and I had to ask you out because like, I knew you have a hold over people. Damn, you was Cardio Funky. <laughs> yeah. That was some funky cardio. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you have a hold over people. You'd be perfect to sell the source, six tiny capsules, all natural potent herbs, something or other. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, my vitamin. You should sell them to your customers. And she's like, I'm not going to do that, you fucking weirdo. And then he's <laughs> like, anyway, you don't want dessert now that this isn't a bit, now that you're not going to do this for me. Uh-huh. So it wasn't a date oh, after man. all. He just wants her to sell vitamins. Oh, man. If you're not careful, it sounds like you could get your heart broken at mm-hmm. the place. I know. Allison comes home uh, after that uh, country cooler party, and her boss, Hal, is like, 
taking her to the door and she says goodnight but he starts to like put moves on her and say how she's sexy and like let me in for a drink and she's like no and then he pushes her himself in he's like give me a feel of your place and then tries to cop a feel yeah, he's a no. real sleazebag let me uh see your place or touch your boobs yeah um, <laughs> i'm good with either when she's you like a uh, bang shack around yeah <laughs> when she's like no i'm just gonna bang you out in the open <laughs> when she says no I'm he's like gentleman i'm so disappointed in you i showed you all these people tonight and she's like i thought because like i'm a good worker and he's like no and then she tells him to leave and he's like come on and then billy comes out of the bedroom and he's like the fuck are you doing like this i'm her husband my night in the bank yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, billy comes out and pretends to be her husband and her, her boss is like i didn't know you were married and she's like deal with it and then they kick him out oh. and allison's like hal i'll see you at work just get out of here and then hal goes not if i can help it uh, Allison what? says, he, basically, I'm going to try and get you fired. Oh, oh I right. see. Oh, I, I'll yeah. see it work. Not if I can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Allison says she should have seen that coming and she starts like <laughs> blaming herself. And she's like, I wish I, I wish I could kill Hal. And Billy's like, I would if you had left me. Ha ha ha. And they share a laugh about how he pretended to be her husband. Uh, Kelly comes back again to knock on Jake's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So funny, right? <laughs> Kelly comes back again to knock on Jake's door for a booty call of some sort, or uh, I guess just to talk to him. I don't know. What am I? supposed to know this i don't what know my guy who knows yeah. uh, the thing i just watched but he wants space so they go outside to talk about his problems and he's like i don't get to hang out with my friends like you do i need a job you don't get it this is real life out here at the place uh kelly is like you're gonna disappear again then i guess just like you always do and he's like i'll call you kelly i promise yeah right yeah we'll I'll see call you kelly <laughs> yeah, and then I was just gonna say. yeah, I'll stop calling you Sally. I swear. <laughs> she takes off, and then it's a new day at the place. Allison thinks uh, thanks Billy for what he did the night prior, and says that he can stay as her roommate, and we're all on good terms. Oh. Michael and Jane wake up in the morning, and they have a big conversation about how he's a doctor and he's out late all the time, and she's <laughs> she's not happy about it. Uh, and he's like, it starts like this. Oh, you're a doctor. <laughs> yeah. We've been wow. married for years, but I didn't know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, I'm trying to like be nice. I made you breakfast in bed. And she's like, I want my old life back where we were like a, like a married, like before we got married and things got so intense. And then, uh, She's like, I feel like I'm in your way of your in the way of your life here at Melrose Place and with your doctoring, and then they kiss and make up, and and things seem better, but they still seem like a little bit rocky. Uh -oh. I'm sure there'll be some drama later. Oh no! Now there's a pool no, party at spend the place. Always worrying about them. Yep. Pool party. Pool party at the place. Billy brings out a gross old barbecue, and they all laugh about how it's gross and old. He's like, <laughs> I got it from my parents, and they're like, gross. <laughs> Rhonda tells them all about the lame date, and they're like, Hey, you're great, Rhonda. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> so, so that storyline's so all, that story all tied up someone pulls Allison into the pool and they all jump in and start horsing around doing that chicken fight thing and it seems like everything is a-okay at the place after all the end yeah. wait sorry I zoned out there they had a cock fight in the pool <laughs> That chicken fight thing where, like, one person's on your shoulder and then oh, the other person's okay. on another person's yeah, right. shoulder and you have a little fight to see who can make each other follow up. I was picturing something totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> I was picturing an underwater cockfight. 
Uh, oh. That's just me. Uh, the end. All right. Well, yep. That was a nice little sneak preview of Melrose. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, crazy drama, right? It sounds like it's the Melrose place to be. Yeah. <laughs> so steamy. Tuesdays at nine, only on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> all right. And that's Melrose Place. All right. Yeah. So next week we'll be back with 90210, but eventually we'll maybe dip some dip into some Melrose. We'll uh, spend some time in our own uh, mm-hmm. bank shack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get into it. Yeah. The bank shack. The bank shack. I mean. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, get in there. Like, don't touch nothing. Just get in there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you would like to find Modern Superior and see you next Wednesday on the internet, you can go to modernsuperior.com or you can follow us at SYNWPC on Twitter and Facebook. Go to Modern Superior and listen to all the Modern Superior shows. There are tons of them up there. So do that. Yeah. And aside from that, that's our episode this week. Yeah, guys, I think uh, that was what? That's your episode this week. That's yeah. a your episode this week. <laughs> it was nice and concise. Yeah. Not it. Not my episode. Uh, <laughs> I was the last to touch my nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah! All righty then. We did it. Uh-huh. See you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye, Internet. That's yeah. what I say. Oh, I'm I sorry. tell you not to roll on the carpet, and then I roll on the carpet. Yeah, uh, then you roll on the carpet. I started saying goodbye, internet, because it's pretty good. That's true. Uh, you you did start it, and then yeah. I you served and you, it, but you finished it. But you do it better. <sighs> I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just sort of like kept going, but had nothing else to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we started uh, three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.